0: You can see my award-winning climate comedy show spoilers at a festival near you, provided you live near or are going to McHuncliffe or Wells Comedy Festivals. More dates added soon near you, conceivably, who knows what might happen. And if you are at Mac, come and see ComCom Redacted live at 4pm on the Saturday. Go to stuartgoldsmith.com and click the very attractive banner image to find out more.
1: Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it.
0: This is the Comedian's Comedian Podcast Hello there, I'm Stuart Goldsmith Welcome to the show, listeners old and new Uh, This is another live episode Recorded in front of an audience at the Gilded Balloon At this year's Edinburgh Fringe Festival Uh, This is the fabulously funny Mr Hannibal Burris
2: Hey, what's up?
0: thank you very much thanks for joining us Hannibal thanks for having me um, I, uh, I've got to start I, I should start with a little explanation normally most of my guests on the show I've been a comedian in the UK for about yeah. seven years and most of the guests that I have on the show are known to me from the circuit or I've known them for a long time yeah. and you I have to admit I'm totally in awe that you got back to my email and agreed to come and do the show for oh, me cool. so I'm a little bit giddy like a schoolgirl, because I saw your show in, in Edinburgh last year and yeah. it blew me away thanks I man kind of got your CD I saw you this year I've got the The new album That you released yeah. Animal Furnace And uh, I just think You're fantastic How are you enjoying The festival
2: It's going well man The weather has been nice <laughs> It's almost been too nice Where I feel like We owe the city something <laughs> <laughs> But it's been good And the shows have been Going well And Doing a bunch of extra shows. It's been a fun festival. This sure, year. it was. Your, it's your second year now. Your it's my first second, year. year. Yeah. And, and you were nominated. And my last. Is it
0: really? No.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. But I won't be back next year. I don't think. Okay, hey, it could take a couple years and I will take a couple year break and come back. But sure. Yeah. Sure.
0: So last year you were nominated for the newcomer award. Yeah, Foster's Comedy Award. How How was that? That was cool.
2: <laughs> that, that is
0: an interview,
2: ladies and gentlemen How was that? It was cool It was Moving- cool, yeah, I mean, um, it, it was nice and it, and it helped sell my later shows Sure, sure uh, And uh, it, it was a cool thing to be nominated and, so, uh, so what motivated you to
0: come to Edinburgh? I mean, let, let's try and put you in context For those people here who, who maybe don't know you haven't seen you yeah. And those people listening on, on the podcast at okay. home um, where, How long have you been doing comedy? And, and why did you decide to come to Edinburgh?
2: I've been doing comedy uh, ten years uh, and last year I came to Edinburgh because I, I heard a lot about the festival, and it's you know a long festival. You get to just do an hour every every night and uh, just really work it out. So yeah, I thought it'd be a cool, different thing to do. And this year I did it for for those reasons and because my agent said that I, I'd be able to make a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> She's <laughs> perfectly reasonable. Do you,
0: is that going to happen? I mean normally it's a tale of woe from all the comedians here. Are you
2: you feel it's like you've got right. financial? We'll see about it? future. It's more about building it for the for the future than it is sure. about the the right now.
0: Sure. So when you started in the US, you were yeah. a, a jobbing open spot comedian? I mean yeah. I, I don't know that many American acts personally. I understand mm. it's pretty hard out there to get spots. Where where were you based?
2: I was I started in my college town. Carbondale, Illinois Okay It's uh, Southern Illinois University So it's about 300 miles South of Chicago So I started doing shows there Open mics there Which is different From doing it in a big city Because In the college town You're doing it there There's not that many comedians So After my second show On campus People were coming up to me And Saying the stuff that I said on stage, because <laughs> I had a second, yeah, I had specific jokes because as, as when you do a comedy in college, you could do stuff about the dorms yeah, and sure. cafeteria food. So it was just different ways to, to tap into it. And so I started out there, and then after I left college, I went to back home to Chicago. I was doing open mics there for a few years. Yeah. Okay. And how? What was your experience of the open mic circuit? Did you enjoy
0: that work? Was it hard work? Was it a slog?
2: Is it can be rough sometimes. I mean, it, it, it's fun and rough. It, it, you know, just open micing can be tough because there'll be sometimes where there'll be 40 people on the open mic list. 40? 40, 40 okay. doing five minutes each, and you're 37th. Sure. <laughs> so you... I, ne- that, that's going to resonate, I think, a lot with the, a lot
0: of the, the listenership of this show, which I know yeah. there's a lot of new comedians listen to this in yeah. the UK. And uh, I don't know how much of this you'll have noticed, but in the UK, comedy is really exploding to the extent that a lot of people are going, you know, is the bubble going to burst? Yeah. Is it becoming too popular or too many people doing it and at the right. moment we've got like when I was in open spot you'd get six to eight nine people on a bill at most mm-hmm. and now it's starting to head that way there's yeah. certain gigs where you've got to turn up to, to play you've got to bring some audience members yeah. with you did you have to do those sort of things was it- I
2: did And that's, New York is more known for having uh, what they call bringer shows where you have to bring a certain amount of audience members to get stage time and sure. that's how clubs make money they have shows at, at weird times like 5 in the evening which is a weird time <laughs> in in the, uh, in the states to have a show I know it's not weird for Edinburgh we're still weird
0: for Edinburgh <laughs> yeah. but outside of a festival that's, yeah, that's outside pretty of
2: weird a like, yeah 5pm and so it's funny and the way they sell these shows to newer comedians is they'll say Oh, New Talent Showcase. Bring 10 people to come and bring 10 people and you get to perform here and we give you a tape and agents and managers and all types of industry people will be there. <laughs> like, like industry people are saying, hey, show me the next comedian that has 10 friends. <laughs> like, nobody's saying that. Who has 10 friends. I want to see them. Line them up. Put them on a 5 o'clock show on a Saturday. I want to see them all after brunch. <laughs> That is almost that. That
0: attitude is almost. Although I mean, it's funny, but it's that, kind of the way things are now. With like having having to prove that you have a a Facebook following and a Twitter following and a certain number of hits on YouTube. That it's almost reflected that idea of a popularity yeah. contest.
2: Yeah, I mean, I guess after a while, every show is a is a bringer show in some sense, where you, sure. your job is to sell tickets to the venue. But when you <laughs> <it's> early, <laughs> but they're early on, early on, that, that's just a weird thing. It's very and the New Yorkers can be kind of. Exploitative of sure. uh, of comedians because I know some people that you can get kind of locked into that circuit where you're just bringing people in there, and I know friends that have gotten calls like, "Hey, you want to come through and perform here at Broadway Comedy Club?" And they're like, "Yeah, cool. You um, bring your friends. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Make sure you bring ten friends." Yeah, that's it. What just they're think? known as a bringer, they don't care about the quality of your con- You could be yeah. a horrible comedian if you could bring people, they they'll still book you. Yeah, that,
0: and these are these gigs that bringer shows the ones. You're doing new material. You're doing brand new. This is where you're learning your craft. Is it? I mean, when, you, yeah. when you're an open spot, when you're when yeah. you're first starting.
2: Yeah, when you first start. Yeah, I did. I did one of them in 2004. I did one where I uh, I was I was visiting New York, and I got my uh, my sister, her husband, and one of my friends to go. So I brought three people, and it was it was a decent show, but it didn't. Do anything for my career. <laughs> yeah. I just was able to get on that that stage, which was one of the not in a, a great comedy club. It was a dingy spot too. Sure, yeah. So
0: that so the the demand for stage time is the thing that's most critical to to a new act.
2: Yeah, you have got to perform. in Chicago, it's a lot easier. They don't have those type of shows in Chicago, and there's lots of different open mics that you can go to. So I would only, I would do stand up open mics, but I would also do. Poetry open mics I would just okay. be The only comedian On a poetry open okay. mic And music open mics I would do Just because Most and if you just go To an open mic They're not gonna say Fuck that You're not You're not doing What we're doing <laughs> Like most of the time they, they let you on And also It's a better gauge Cause usually A com- comedy open mic Is full of comedians So I would do Poetry open mics Even though it would be Open Open mic, it would be more of a gauge of what a, a real audience would be like because they're not comedians and they're not as as jaded. Whereas if you're in sure. a comedy open mic, where <laughs> you're in a comedy open mic, there's just it's other comedians. Maybe some of them might be paying attention. Some of them might be in the back talking. Some of them might just be in their notebooks working on it. So with these other open mics, I can get a a, a better feel for actual what a, audience members. Yeah, actual audience, yeah. Sure. So the um. Uh, working on the the
0: open mic stuff. What's what's the relationship in the, in the early days between yeah. the amount of writing you were doing off stage right. to the amount? I mean, I don't know but your writing process at all. You brought your notebook, and we'll yeah. have a look at that in a second. And I know some of my guests just go, "I never write anything down. Yeah. I walk on and I just sort of play with it." Uh-huh. Um, what was how much writing to how many minutes of stage time?
2: What was the kind of ratio? I about don't know. It? I mean, I think I was writing a lot when I first started, but it was a lot of. Horrible things. (laughs) They they weren't good at all. Like I like now when I'm trying to develop new material, sometimes I look back at old notebooks. Things. Okay, maybe I could look back at some stuff I wrote five years ago, six years ago, and look at it and see if I can have a new take on it since I've been doing it a little bit longer. And I went to look at one notebook and I said, I can't do anything with this. <laughs> <laughs> this is all garbage. <laughs> I was like, man, what was I thinking? That's a painful process, isn't yeah, it? To so go, go, God <laughs> man, I thought this was funny. I need I thought these thoughts needed to be preserved. <laughs> 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 Some bad stuff But early on I remember writing A lot of stuff And I was, Yeah And it was a time Where I think I would write I would write a lot Because I was just always When I was brand new I was like What's funny about this Oh I saw that What's funny about that And just trying to Really Um find what's what's funny about lots of different things but after but you only early on you just really only have you know you could probably do a good seven minutes starting out and then you just sure. kind of grow from there incrementally and you okay now you have a good 15 now you have a good 25 well you might write other stuff but you have the the things that kind of stick and work and you, sure. you do those. Yeah. So
0: you, you've you always been a note-taking comedian. Are you still, will you have a notebook on you at the moment so uh, when things occur to you you take a note?
2: I try, I take mental notes and now I try to, I'll put it in my, my phone. Yeah. I'll put it in a note app in my phone. I, this I, is the notebook I'm, is on the way
0: out, isn't it? There's so many people have said, oh, I'll show you my app.
2: Well, uh, I mean, I still, sometimes if I, uh, if I'm just sitting down at home or something or if I'm on a plane, I'll, I'll write in a notebook just because even though it's easy to put something in an app or in a the computer. There's something to how the mind works when you just free free writing and just sure. that that type of process. You, I think you think differently than if you just like that. Yes, I yeah, think I the think you right. operates differently. Yeah. yeah,
0: So then. uh how much time would you spend doing that would you ever say do you, would you ever like have a kind of a disciplined schedule of I'm going to write for X number of hours a day or
2: a week never for it was never multiple hours I don't think I ever got into multiples but I, I didn't know it might have been time early on I might have done wrote for, for a couple hours or something but it was early on I was just all about it. I gotta write I gotta write sure. stuff. i would go places and write i would make sure I would write but now with how fast they're internet is, I just end up getting distracted yeah. easily and not, not doing work. The only time I could really uh, really be able to focus and write sometimes is when <laughs> on the plane right after they tell me to uh, turn my phone off and before they say we can turn on devices. Yeah, <laughs> so you get that those. window. That window on the ground sure. <laughs> before we go into the sky. That's the time where I can be like, oh, well, I guess I can't do anything electronic. I guess I gotta write now. <laughs> I guess I have to do my job. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: incredible the amount of my guests in, in the live show and in the, in the previous podcasted shows who have c- had to come up with methods of tricking themselves yeah. or isolating themselves somehow so that they can get away from all the distractions. Now, yeah. uh, Adam Bloom, as you may know, is a very famous comic in the UK, and uh, he said that his wife, when she went to work, used to unplug and take with her the wireless router. Oh, She'd wow. like, take it to work so that he'd have to do some work with no distractions, and then when he got home, you know, when she got home, he could have oh, the that's internet great. again. It's a good system, isn't
2: it? Yeah, but I don't have anybody that lives in my home that loves me. <laughs> I live by myself. Right? <laughs> yeah, we 10 people, we don't get on at all. <laughs>
0: <laughs> So do you, and, and the environment that you're in, you don't, you don't go to an office or seek out a particular
2: place? Do you think no. do you have a certain coffee shop or somewhere like that you like to work? No, I don't, I don't no. Nah. I guess I, I, guess I should go to a coffee shop or something by my house because then it, it feels like because other people are there. I live in Brooklyn, so every people are on laptops working on screenplays that'll never work out. Yeah,
0: <laughs> it's difficult to. Yeah. T- I, I've had that feeling myself working in a, a public place like that, and you're going, I have no idea what anyone else is doing here, but you always want a badge that goes, I, I really do this. Everything <laughs> I'm writing is potentially financially viable. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs>
2: But, uh, no, I mean, yeah, you no, know, I try to just do it at home. You know, I mean, now I just kind of write based on stuff that happens to me, where earlier on I would try to write based on ideas, like, oh, what's funny about this? Well, now it's things that really happen to me or things that I, that I really think. So those are easier... To remember Sure If they're Because they're closer to me And I can Kind of take it to the stage And then See how it works out On stage Okay And and then I'll listen to it If I If I get the time I'll I'll listen to the Recording of the set And see what I did And figure out How to fix it Okay So do you record All your sets Or just the ones I do I record all of them I don't listen to (laughs) All of them I wish I listened to more of them Because I When I started the French This year I said I'm going to Record all of them And listen to each one and, And then adjust each day and, and i'm so, gonna go
0: to the gym every day oh, yes. i'm not gonna drink i said that exact yeah. thing. I,
2: I didn't say the thing about drinking but uh, <laughs> i did say i'm gonna go to the gym and but there's no i don't have time for the gym i, I guess I, I could make time but uh, fuck it there's all yeah. <laughs> gyms always be around <laughs> they're not going anywhere so
1: this
0: is uh This is a corker. I think I really got what I was after from Hannibal. He's got lots of great stuff to say. This is a really interesting interview. Uh, We get into a lot of uh, interesting stuff. We'll be talking about naturalness on stage, about Hannibal's persona and where it comes from. Uh, He'll also mention a catchphrase he briefly took up and quite sensibly dropped. Um, We'll be talking a lot about process, about word economy. Uh, We'll talk about Hannibal's work on Saturday Night Live and on 30 Rock and what it's like to be in those writers' rooms. Um, Do download his comedy albums. Uh, he's got two out, as far as I know. My name is Hannibal. Is the first one, and the second is Hannibal Furnace. Uh, those are both excellent, really, really funny stuff, and great to hear the the progression of, of material from his live show to those those recordings. And um, later we'll be hearing about the joke he's most proud of, and we'll be doing some uh, some intriguing stuff with Hannibal's notebooks. So I'm very pleased with this one. You'll you'll have noticed if you're uh, I, I don't know if you're super on it, you might have noticed, and um, that this is they're now slightly out of order. I'm I'm putting out Hannibal's now, and Eddie Peppertone's show next. Week, um, so that my little trailer makes sense. I've made this uh, uh, trailer with the, the help of uh, the fabulous Pete Jones in, in Scotland. He's my video guy. Uh, we've made this uh, little trailer so that I can uh, start submitting it to comedy websites and trying uh, to kind of trying to say hello to Americans. Hello, Americans! It's currently about seven of you listen. Hopefully, this will start to change things. Um, but uh, yeah so they were on the trailer and I realised that I I couldn't put out the trailer if people then thought wow uh, Eddie and Hannibal came to the website and then they weren't there so apologies for the slight rejigging of the order previous live episodes recorded before these ones will be coming out soon in due course Uh, any American listeners do email me info at comedianscomedian.com with suggestions of your favourite comedy websites places you think I should upload my little trailer and try and siphon off their audience onto onto my show Uh, that goes for every please do send me your suggestions of comics you'd like to hear on the show Uh, also in particular Australian and New Zealand uh, comedy recommendations please I'm going to those festivals next year Um, so I'm doing Adelaide, Melbourne, Brisbane and then uh, New Zealand which feels funny to be part of that list because obviously it's more than just a city but um, yeah so I'm off there Uh, I've had some great recommendations so far please keep them coming in info at comedianscomedian.com Uh, Or if you don't want to email me, you can join the Facebook group. Uh, You can search Comedians Comedian on Facebook and the Twitter handle is at comcompod. Now, do you remember a few weeks ago I asked you to think of one friend who's not a comedian but would like the show uh, and then do them, tell them on Facebook or email them and say, hey, this is your sort of thing. Do that again. Do that again. Pick a different friend or the same friend if they haven't mentioned that they've done it. Um, Some people out there, I've spoken to a couple of people at gigs recently who've questioned whether or not non-comedians would enjoy enjoy this show but I'm totally convinced there's an army of comedy nerds out there who want this stuff but just don't know about it yet. For example hello to Alex who I was very excited to see uh, recognised my voice on a night bus in Camden thus making me feel very special. He very politely led forwards and said I'm sorry to interrupt is there any reason I should recognise your voice and that was really nice it took me back to uh, the time of when I first started gigging and, uh, and got to feel just a little tiny bit special that someone would go hey you're that guy and um, so that was very kind but the exciting thing really about Alex is that that he's not a comedian, he's just a comedy fan. In fact, if you are listening to this now and you're not a comedian, just let me know because you're my special ones, right? Comedians, you're not special for Uh, once. Non-comedians, let me know that you're listening. Just tweet at ComComPod with the phrase um, I'm funny for no money. And you can do that even if you're not funny. Just uh, just tweet me and say, I'm funny for no money. And I'll, I'll just get a sense of, uh, of how many people out there who listen to this aren't actually comedians. That's enough stuff from me. Uh, I will return you now uh, forthwith to the fabulous Mr. Hannibal Burris.
1: Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands.
0: So talking about working stuff out on stage, there was something um, that I I made an assumption about last year's show. I may be be wrong in that, but there was—I think there was—a story you were telling about something that had just happened to you that has now become a bit in your show this year. This thing about meeting a girl late at night and she kind of quoted rape statistics to you. I I don't want to kind of give the bit away, but um, so that I I seem to remember the show I saw last year, Mm -hmm. you kind of told this. Story, yeah. and it didn't have many jokes in it. But you were kind of finding right the funny in it. So was that that was those thing that happened
2: actually that previous year? And you yeah, take it happened, it on stage? That, and I think I told it the day after it. Happened, I think you might or, have said it. Yeah, this two happened. days. Yeah, yeah. Afterwards, where this crazy thing happened, and I and I talked about it. But it was still really rough. Sure. And after doing it a lot, you just you just find the different jokes in it. And with story, with comedy story, sometimes you have to add stuff in that you didn't really say.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Don't give it away, man. That's right. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I make myself sound way wittier and quicker yeah. in I my think, stories. I think everyone does She help. said this, and I said, witty comeback. <laughs> <laughs> and then I had a wittier comeback. And then I was out, right at the biggest laugh. I left the story. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so so with, with uh, regard to, to that bit, yeah. um, you were... I've completely forgotten that made me laugh I've completely forgotten the question I was going to ask um, with, with regard to that bit of the thing that happened yeah that was it you can um, you can cut, take that on stage the next day because the, the structure of your Edinburgh show yeah. I don't know if it's the same this year yeah. is you know there's a, a lot of shows at the fringe have got this is my theme this mm-hmm. is the, the, the arc of the story yeah. and yours is what I think of as a much more American style when, yeah the, it's the just Ameri- on a set yeah totally the American comedy albums I've listened to are these are all my funniest bits yeah. in some order, um, but you. So you had the freedom to incorporate that. Right. In, so have you been doing that this year as well?
2: I have been. It hasn't been as much uh, crazy stuff, happened, but I do that with the order of my set. Where it's, uh, it's not a. Uh, I'm not stuck in the order. I close on the same thing. Sure. I kind of open in the same way. Where it's kind of not going straight into material, but more talking about local stuff, and then the order. I changed the order around But yeah I put in new stuff And different thoughts and, and try to Figure out what Cause you have to do it At least for me I have to do it Just to Stay interested yeah. That long Cause it's such a long festival And doing shows yeah. In the same room So I have to do different things To, to keep myself So I'm not Phoning it in And shit because sure. sometimes I think the audience is like yo he looks dead in the eyes <laughs> <laughs> you can just go dead in the eyes and go on straight autopilot because you know the stuff yeah. and you're not engaged in it so I try to do different things to, okay. to stay away from that so like, what sort of like you rearranging the structure or kind rearranging of the structure adding extra lines to certain bits just re- on stage just changing a word if there's something that has a number in it Changing a number, sure, you know what okay. I mean? said "Oh, seventeen beers instead of thirteen beers." What's sure. funny is seventeen or 13 Just doing different little stuff and, okay. and tinkering around, tinking around with the uh, set. Like this show, since my room is small, Pleasant's upstairs, nine forty-five. Uh, my <laughs> room selling is selling well. You don't need this. <laughs> since my room is small, though, the uh, past couple shows I decided to just not use the mic, yeah, and okay. just try to do it like that. Because I I went to somebody's show. Um, I went to somebody's show uh, Free Friends show This guy Chris Dangerfield Yeah uh, Has a show called Sex Tourists At The Hive You should check it out It was a good show And uh but he wasn't using the mic, and his room was way deeper than mine. And he was very funny, and and he was engaged, and it was it was funny as hell. And so I was like, let me. My room isn't that big. Let me try it. And it and it for that room, a smaller room, it was cool to not use the mic because it made me more engaged in the big okay. like You can't phone it like with a microphone. I feel like you can phone it in and go da 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 da. And but with uh, when you have no mic, you have to be engaged, and and. Uh, you can add more physicality to certain bits and it's it's uh, and I think people lean in a little bit more and it's a it's a different type of show even if it's you doing the same bits with, sure. but it's it, it it feels different so that's that's made it more fun for me over the past couple of nights okay yeah. and are
0: there any when you're when you're constructing the the original structure if you like on day 1 Yeah what kind of uh, are you following any kind of rules or patterns
2: other than yeah. close with the best bit open with the second best bit no, do just, you
0: subscribe to that even it's
2: just uh no, I'm just doing the bits. The first show I did, I just I, I just did it. Just and, and and went through it. Then I listened to it and I and I uh, I noticed certain things. Oh, I was kinda jittery and I was uh speaking kind of fast and I was mm-hmm. nervous and you know, oh that bit doesn't work over here and and so then I adjusted and then my second show. Was really good, so it was just making small adjustments. Just I instinctive sort of changes. Instinctive. Just yeah. listening to it, even not even not even taking notes while listening to it, but just listening to it in my headphones. I could hear certain things that just sure. needed to change, or things sure. that I could add to, to places, or or why a bit didn't work if I said the word wrong, or if I sped through it, or. Sure yeah it's just little little changes I can listen okay. to make I mean you said that you were uh, you were talking a bit fast which I found very difficult to yeah. believe <laughs> well I was talking fast for myself or sure. it was just a, in, a, in, a, in a sense of tone it's just yeah, I, I could hear it where I was kind of it was my first show back and so I was just like okay I hadn't been in that room in yeah, a while close, so it's just kind of it was a bit of nerves sure
0: so talking uh, talking of your delivery, that's much as often in reviews and uh, I'm sure from the point of view of audiences, yeah. you, you speak with a very... Uh, it's a unique delivery. It's something that I haven't heard or that I don't recognize from any other comic it's yeah. very uniquely you um, and is that I mean I had not already spoken to you socially before mm-hmm. now but it's, it, it does seem to be your normal rhythm of speech do you yeah. change anything you know in, in the way you deliver your material is there, is there a mode you go into performatively I, I
2: mean it's just uh, yeah a lot of people say that when you do it a up, it's kind of just a Exaggerated version of yourself, I think so I think it is it's just how I talk and just how i've learned to that jokes go over for me. The sure. stories work on stage, so I just try to do that and and make it sound natural for me and just after performing for a while, it just you know you get better and at, at, sure. at, at uh working things out did you did you ever try when you were a, a newer
0: when you were a younger comic? did you try to Give yourself certain attitudes, or did you just try and say exactly what you felt? Do you mean did you kind of go, "Oh, I'm I'm going to be the guy that that says this"? Did you have like a version of yourself in your mind?
2: Yeah, it was early on my first year. I remember I was trying to. I didn't have great jokes. I didn't. I didn't have really good jokes, but I was trying to make. <laughs> not necessarily. I would do a uh, say I do a so-so joke, and people would be chuckling, and then I I say.
1: Yeah
2: <laughs> <laughs> Like it was my catchphrase I remember yeah. I had a couple of sets Where I was really leaning on that
1: <laughs>
2: Yeah It's like No Tell better jokes
0: <laughs> <laughs> Well now your jokes are good You can bring that in You can bring uh, that back That's I nice like, I, I, I guess
2: it'd be nice to have Some sort of catchphrase <laughs> the Catchphrases are fun <laughs> when people yell out catchphrase that'd be cool um, <laughs> so uh, you mentioned nerves there before do
0: you suffer from nerves what's your kind of pre-show routine
2: i really don't have a i don't have one i mean the way my room is set up here i just stand in the corner while the audience files in and my the, the pre-show music plays and then i walk out and I'm, I'm messing with my phone before the the show it just depends on the show Okay. It just I mean, sometimes for TV stuff, I'll, I'll be nervous, uh, but I don't really, I don't really get nervous because I kind of now have learned to put it in perspective. Like even if it goes bad, so what? It was just a, a show. Okay
0: So you seem to have that I mean that's great to hear Because there's some comedians yeah. Who've been going a lot longer than
2: you That don't have that Ability to put it in a box And go yeah.
0: You know oh, It's okay It's just a
2: show it's just a show I mean In the moment Or right afterwards if After a bad show I will be like, Oh that kind of sucked But I won't I won't linger on it for more than an hour or something there's no there's no reason to sure yeah so you sound I mean uh, you sound
0: a word that's not often used in relation to comics you sound quite well adjusted <laughs> do you know what I mean <laughs> about your comedy are you what, what do you think is your your kind of primary motivating factor what drives you to be a comedian are you do you want to be you know do you want to express yourself or do you yeah. want to get girls or do you want to you know what's what, which ones is it that makes you
2: I guess both of those things I I enjoy doing it man And the other stuff uh, Comes from it So I like I like you know I enjoyed that that's when I started doing it and I just had fun I remember when I did my first set and it was it wasn't good at all but I got some chuckles and I just remember sitting down and my leg was just like shaking dude it was just a crazy feeling so I just uh, really enjoyed man I enjoyed the performance it's nice to walk be walking down the street and you think of something funny and then later that night try it on stage and it works out just that immediacy of being able to share your ideas Is really sure. cool And You can get a lot of girls <laughs> <laughs>
1: Do
0: you, Well this is interesting A lot of your material I've noticed Particularly in, in this year's show uh, Is kind of Encounters with girls Yeah Is that I mean is that, that's not a decision So much as that's What you spend a lot of time doing just, <laughs> It
2: just happens a lot It's just I travel And those stories happen I, I thought about that too Like damn am I talking about this shit Too much Do I need to mix it up but i don't care about politics uh I, I don't i'm not in a relationship so that's what that's a thing that i, I talk about in a few bits i like sure. music i talk about music a little bit so that's one of the main things that uh that happens so and a lot of weird things happens sometimes yeah okay yeah, yeah.
0: well let's let's talk about I mean I know you said earlier on about that you know you can you can give yourself a wittier a comeback in your story yeah um, because a lot of your stuff is sort of based in real life is autobiographical uh-huh. stuff I'm thinking the, the the thing with the pickle juice yeah you been material about you know you you like to flick pickle juice right. on your sandwiches and then your roommate yeah. took all your pickle juice and now you're gonna have to kill his lizard yeah yeah that's, <laughs> that's a beautiful bit it's yeah. beautiful um so, how much of that, or like just choosing that so, as a, as yeah a piece, the, how
2: much of it is rooted in reality the the pickle juice itself happening is uh the pickle juice being there that's real. the pickle juice disappearing is real. me being upset about it was real. The rant against my roommate is totally fake, okay, but I did hate his lizards. he had seven lizards <laughs> okay uh, it's <laughs> nice to know the lizards were real he had seven lizards that was awful, and they had lights on them I didn't like that. It was lights all the time, so yeah. It was so it's some stuff that it, it, yeah, it's, it's rooted in reality, and then it can get really weird. But some bits are totally true, but just you know the, the 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 main parts of the bits are true, and it's just me adding in lines of dialogue. But the story itself, sure, is 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 100% true with, sure. with a lot of stuff.
0: Is that, and is that a rule that you stick to? Do you feel more comfortable saying true stuff or is it is it easier to to get the details right on a thing that happened? I mean, have you tried experimenting yeah. with putting... The thing I, I asked because the thing I found, if there's a genuine thing that happened to me, I feel I can describe it in so much more richness yeah. and detail yeah, than, yeah. If, than if I'm kind of going, okay, I saw this guy fall down a hole. Maybe it'd be funny if I said I did that, but yeah. I don't know what that experience
2: was like enough to to really... Describe it With that, right. that kind of And sometimes people Even with a, a 100% true story People won't Believe it anyway yeah. Like something that's Vivid And details And all these parts I got to, I talk In this year's show About getting into A car accident And how My head was split open And sure. I talk about The nurse And the doctor And the actual accident And Afterwards, having my scar—it's a scar right here—and people are like, was that was that story real? Like, who makes up a story <laughs> about being in a car accident? <laughs> <laughs> it's not like it made you the hero. Yeah, you? <laughs> <laughs> like, no, yeah. that couldn't be. Yeah, it was
0: real. People get in a car accident.
2: Yeah. Why would I lie about that?
0: That's funny. I one of the things I notice a lot with UK comics is, and I I don't know if this is a genuine. Truth, but it's something I always think is whenever I hear someone go, and then he genuinely said to me, as soon as anyone says the word genuinely, I go, No, he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> you made that up. But I think with the, the, the angle that you come from is because you're even the more outlandish stuff. So I take the yeah. example of the lizard. Yeah. Because you're saying, Now I have to kill his lizard. It's yeah. the first mention of a lizard. Yeah. But it's, it just rings true, doesn't it? Because yeah. it's like, Oh, he's that roommate. He's the guy who's got a lizard. Yeah, it, just, it tells the whole story in a very small number of words. And I think that's one of your real strengths is that you. You're able to describe You're able to evoke Very specific images In a very very small number of words And is that Is that something that you Well I mean Would you agree with that And if you you do Is that something that you You know Do do you do that thing of writing stuff And taking words out To try and get to the punchline
2: Well yeah It is a thing that I try to do Just because you wanna um, Sometimes get to shit quick And just really It's just good to get the If you can say something uh, in. five words instead of ten words mm. and they ha- it has the same impact, I'd rather say it in five words. And if you can say it in five words it's probably going to hit harder yeah. anyway. it would probably be it because it's, it's, it's quick. So it's just, yeah, just try, to, just try to condense things and just say them really briefly. And <clears throat> when I was working at 30 Rock when we were writing, that was a big thing too was just word economy and jokes where I would say we were pitching jokes in the room and I would say something and then they would like the idea But they figure out a way To condense it And make it work In the script okay. And just be more Just sure. punchy So
0: how many Let's talk a little bit about, A bit about 30 Rock I don't know if it was On Terrestrial over here But I, I guess most people Comedy fans would have Heard of the fabulous uh, Sitcom 30 Rock um, So you were in the In the writer's room For that Can you yeah. tell us a bit About that That structure And how that informed Your uh... Well it's just uh,
2: At the writer's room In 30 Rock It's just um, It's two It's two uh, It's two things Story, and then there's script and, and jokes, so <clears throat> usually I have one group it's twelve writers They have one group work on story, which is just sitting in a room thinking about future storylines for okay. other episodes, which for a new writer, it was my i was I came in on a f- fifth season, which would be kind of tough because I would be pitching stuff that happened already, <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> So then, mm, not yeah, a fan. Like, <laughs> but I knew I was a fan. I hadn't seen every single episode, but I definitely was a fan of the show. But yeah, I no, say, of course, of course. What if Tracy did that? And He was like, "Tracy did that season two, episode 3 Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm yeah. like, "Damn it, man! Tracy did so much it's stuff savage. already. <laughs> 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 Why Do is get he doing credit? so much stuff?" <laughs> uh, so that would be story would be tough. That's a, that's tough. But then it, we so you, we would break a story, and you 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 get the the. Three main stories for that that uh that episode and the different beats of that story, and then that will get assigned to someone, and they would outline that episode and write a script. They bring that rough draft of the script in, and then we all get a copy of the script, read it, and they put it on a projector. And then for the rewrite, we go through line by line and beat the jokes. Like okay. If like uh, the head writer said, mm, we need to change that, and so okay. then everybody pitched, What if we said? Uh, Sasquatch instead, uh, just different and then okay so that's a live process you're all looking at it and there's a bunch of writers in the room and they go okay this one suggestions to fix this one yeah okay and then we, everybody would pitch until something got a, the biggest laugh in the room and it was undeniable and then that's what we would keep in the script okay yeah wow and has it ever I mean does anyone write stand
0: up like that that you know has anyone ever kind of worked with teams of people in that way have you ever worked in that kind of context because that seems to be I mean that's what I think the what happens in UK sitcom is yeah. you get like, a guy or two guys or, women uh-huh. or whatever, and they just go away and write the whole thing, and you get a British sitcom. Yeah. And I know what we know of kind of Thirty Rock and The, the Simpsons is a famous example over here. Yeah. That there's a team of people team working of it together. Yeah. Um, that, does anyone do
2: that with stand-up? To your knowledge, it seems not, like quite. maybe not with a large team, but I'm st- like even I've had it where before my special, I um, had somebody come and watch me, another comedian, and then for a few jokes they would say oh try this line say this instead sure. of this just different things like that but not necessarily working on uh, stand up just in a room with people but I'm sure there's some people mm. that don't have the time to hit the clubs and really work it out mm. that they do have there's stand ups that have writers that sure, probably write their whole thing and uh, yeah, uh, yeah it just everybody works different but yeah some so, guys so what
0: happen. was were there differences between the way 30 Rock and the way SNL yeah SNL was
2: more like <clears throat> Yeah, 30 Rock was more collaborative. SNL was more you just go, uh, you pitch your your sketches and then maybe you write with another writer or another cast member and you all write and then you might write, I'll write a sketch with you maybe and then I'll I'll try to find a cast member and I'll write with them and then write with someone else. So I'll try to submit at least two or three sketches. Okay. And so, But yeah, it was more separate groups in, in, in SNL where you're trying to get your own... Peace on Where 30 Rock Was more of Everybody working On the same thing
0: Okay So there's more yeah.
2: Did you How did that
0: make you feel The two different ways Of doing it Is there more a shared Sense of ownership With 30 Rock
2: Yeah 30 Rock was. It was easier To get jokes in Because it's a, it's a Half hour script And it's so many jokes I think it's a joke Every third line Of dialogue yeah. So it's just so many jokes it's So many different types Of Jokes well that was it it in. just
0: floods you doesn't it with all yeah,
2: sorts of it's silly sight jokes, gags it's stupid yeah, yeah stu- sight gags it's all types it's just yeah so all types of different bits to get in so it's, it's just a lot of place, places to uh, put your comedy but SNL can be frustrating because it's sketch comedy is a different type of format a lot has been done and you know it might not, be, you'll be writing stuff that might not fit for the show. Sure. Whereas at 30 Rock, if you don't get a joke in, and then, okay, moving on, three lines later, you can try to, okay, I'll pitch on this one. Okay. So it's a lot of different. And ones. did you enjoy that more as a result? It, it is fun. More. I think just pitching on jokes made me write better. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I enjoyed that more. <laughs>
0: Let's talk about your inspirations as a as a stand up comedian. Yeah. And uh, a question I enjoy asking people is: Did you become the sort of comedian
2: you thought you would be when you started out? Uh, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how, how I thought I'd be. I just wanted to be good, mm-hmm. so I didn't, I didn't have a specific uh, thought of like what style or, or what I what I'd be doing or what I'd be talking about. I just uh, just wanted to work hard at it and, and be good. There was
0: no one you were particularly trying to emulate or that inspired well, you when you were younger? Well, I liked
2: Chris Rock and Dave Chappelle. I really liked uh, Patrice O'Neill was a great Louis C.K. Those guys, Bill Burr. Sure. Uh, yeah, a lot of those dudes were the guys that just, you know, that really crushed it. I just wanted to do well on stage. Okay. You know what I mean? So the primary thing was when you say crushed it. Yeah. Like, you know, that... It's funny. I
0: in my in my kind of evolution as a comic, I've been going 7 years, but like I always had those moments when you, you come off after the best gig you've ever had. Yeah. Like, oh my god. That's the best gig I've ever had. This is right. incredible. And then like a year or two years later, you'll do something which eclipses that so totally. You go, yeah. "I can't
2: believe I used to think I was good at this." Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That and that process kind of Yeah, it is different. Yeah. As you yes you get better as you grow. Like early on, the things that I thought was a good set, I, would yeah. watch, I if I watched some of those tapes, I'd be like, Man, that was garbage. It's yeah. <laughs> just <laughs> garbage. But uh yeah, it's just about just like anything, you just work and get better at it, and sure. talk about different stuff.
0: Before we uh, before we go into the audience for some questions, let's talk about your notebook. You've yeah. you've brought this with us uh, with you today. Yeah, um, something uh, it'd be interesting to know is if there's something in your is this is this like a, a current notebook, the one you're using? At the it
2: moment? is. Uh, it's a mixture of current and uh, it's a mixture of current. I think it's some stuff from yeah this year. Yeah. It's stuff from. Uh, it's
0: a lot of stuff. This uh, it looks very different to some people's notebooks already because I've seen this kind of like two lines on an idea. Oh, there's, yeah. there's some more stuff there. Yeah, what, like, what, what's this one? Let's
2: this one. Uh, this one makes this makes no sense. <laughs> it says Arnold Dash got a haggle. That lady got a house. I don't know what that means at all. <laughs> and then it's two it's two blank lines and it says haggling for and there's two more blank lines and it says duck (laughs) and then there's two more blank lines and it says lid (laughs) I don't know what that means at all this This really is the crucible of genius (laughs) (laughs) Uh, oh this is hey oh shit hmm for the benefit of the listener uh Hannibal is riveted (laughs) but well this one uh This is a bit, I always, I talk about, in my set, I talk about trying to, I wanna try penguin meat. (laughs) Oh yeah, I remember that, yeah, yeah. And I keep trying that bit, but people have too much, uh, people love penguins too much (laughs) in society, but that's one I really do wanna try penguin meat, so I keep trying this bit in different ways. And trying to figure it out And I, I've gotten it It was one time Where it, it's been different ways Where I've tried it Where I've done it Where I just said I want to eat pingo meat This is how much I pay For a pingo meat sandwich and, okay. uh, and I think it'd be great And then I'll move along But there's been times Where I've just gone on about it For four minutes okay. and, and that's not the best way I <laughs> To do it
0: so that's a bit I mean I've seen you do that in, in this year's show is that, yeah. do you feel that that bit is still evolving
2: the Penguin it's bit? still it's, I'm still figuring out the right way to sure. do it I've done there's it, definitely something funny about that isn't yeah, it yeah I've done it uh, a couple times and, it, and it's I figured out a, a decent way to to get that idea across without sounding too horrible yeah but it's okay. something I, it's one that I really want to work sure more than any other <laughs> other bits I'm like this is great why are y'all so f- being pussies about Penguins <laughs> Who cares why you care about penguins so much Yeah, yeah. Do you think there's a,
0: a level In terms of the relationship you have with your audience You're yeah. kind of You don't try to be liked Like a lot of comedians might come on And, and really make an effort to, yeah. to be likable And you seem very secure in yourself And part of that is That's very attractive to an audience I yeah. think Because you, you appear to be I think Giving this sort of uh, sense of It's you know This is the jokes Yeah This is the stuff you know, I you're, think, you're not I mean, going get on board you know what I mean oh you know? just trying to hype people up well no I, I don't mean hype I mean, people, I, but some, just yeah so much as uh, yeah you're definitely not trying to hype people up mm-hmm. but equally like your, your likability comes from I think your security rather than you know you're not smiling at people winning us over yeah but you have um, you have a sense of this is awful it sounds like I'm saying you're not likeable Hannibal <laughs> not what I mean? yeah. but what I mean is that you, you have that kind of that sense of quiet and stillness about you that means people are engaging with you without you? I mean, do you feel that you have to win an audience over? Well,
2: I just, I, I do, yeah. You just gotta, you have to be funny to win an audience over. You, I mean, that's how you lose an audience. You're like, this dude, this Sure, dude sucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So you wanna just, I just trying to do good bits and the, I, I think the comfort on stage just comes from performing a lot and learning how, to work on stage more so it's not a conscious thing to say oh i'm gonna be standoffish sure it's just sure. more just that's how i work on stage and i'm yeah. you know, i'm happy if people uh engaged by it and enjoy yeah. it but yeah it's just more and like everybody approaches it different you know sure yeah.
0: no i mean and it is i think that's you know one of those like one of the reasons i'm sure why you had such an impact when you arrived yeah. here last year is because you have that kind of that sense of it. This is not only the stagecraft, but that, that sort of quiet that draws us in. Oh, Do you know cool. what I mean? That pace that draws us in. Yeah. So, Thank you, man. Hey, man, well, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> back to the penguin stuff. This is bombing. <laughs> <laughs> Save me with the penguin material. <laughs> so the way your your notebook works, you're you're making notes in there and coming back to them and sitting yeah, and I come to back them, to them. On them. Yeah, and yeah, it's just different. Um, do you have Small thoughts. do you have uh, do you have an example of uh, like a bit an idea you've had recently that hasn't yet become uh, a bit that we could maybe chart, we could sort of try and describe what you'll do to that idea to try and unpack it to try and get the find the funny in it
2: all right let me see then we duck lid we went through that. <laughs> and uh let's go to uh <laughs> <laughs> so lots of weird stuff. It's funny the stuff you uh you uh you, it's the funny the stuff you you write down where it makes sense in the moment and then you look at it, you're like I don't that's that doesn't mean anything at all. Uh oh <laughs> This is Can, this, this is a, this is a this isn't good podcast at all. Yeah. <laughs> we would have to chop that out. Like, I'm going to leave is, it all in. I'm leaving it all <laughs> in. What is this? It's just pages turning <laughs> and a man giggling. <laughs> 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 I don't want to hear this. No, it's on the part oh, this I want to talk about process. how <laughs> I uh I haven't figured out a way to do it, but I I Google. Just about every person I encounter in my life, if they tell me their first and last name, <laughs> <laughs> you, you Google everyone you. Meet. I Google most people, all girl all the girls. Okay, I Google all of them <laughs> just to see what see what the fuck they've been up to.
0: <laughs> I, I, that's totally an album track right there, new album track seven. I Google all the girls. <laughs> I, I
2: Google them like, what's going on? Man?
0: <laughs>
2: okay, so, that, I don't so know that, what that yeah, I got to figure out how to make that funny. That's I guess, funny. Yeah. Just figure out why. But yeah, I don't know if that's if that's weird to did I Google that No, nah, it's there. <laughs> if you don't want to be Googled, then don't be a person. <laughs> <laughs> but you're I mean you're
0: already you're approaching that from a what, what is the angle that you're approaching that from? Just how you know. feel about it. Just, just how genuine I it's reaction. just like what I do
2: for yeah. people. If I met some people and I get home I'm like, what do I mean? Um then what did they say their last name was? All right, let me Google that person. <laughs> Just why that? <not? laughs>
0: <laughs> um, talking of talking of googling and of yeah. names and so forth, do you uh, Google
2: yourself? Do you I Google re- myself? Do you? Yeah. Do you read your own reviews? I should. I have, but I shouldn't, man. I saw one uh, today, actually, for the uh, the, the guy. He said, oh, his shit, it was patchy. I was like, no, I remember the show he was at, and I rocked that shit. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> And I almost emailed him, but I was, was like, nah, don't do it. No, good good work. <laughs> it was the one, yeah, and there was this one audience reviewer that tweeted me his uh, review. He tweeted me his own review. He's not even a right. real reviewer. He went to my first show, okay. which you're not supposed to review previews, Sure. and he reviewed it, like, oh. And, and it was just, why are you sending me your fucking... Like, at you to... At to, 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 me on attention? Twitter okay. sent me his three-star review, this husband... <laughs> This husband and wife Blogger team <laughs> Oh it's that Yeah okay, I remember The reference Yeah the like, then They sent me this review And then uh, Yeah it's, so I shouldn't I, And I also remember That it's uh, But I, I don't get too I, I, it's, it's the same thing Where I was like Oh that was that sucks uh, But then I remember It's just another It's just a person yeah. And their thoughts So another audience member Might have had the same <laughs> Thought about the show They just don't sure. Work at a paper And it's just it's uh, It's all perspective And Subjective And You know You don't need Everybody to like it You just need sure. Some people to enjoy it So yeah. yeah So I remember like Oh yeah Don't Don't give a fuck About it. if people Like I know Who's enjoying it Because I'm at the shows Yeah And I'm doing the shows So I know what it is It's still tempting <laughs> It's Isn't tempting it? It's you tough Because uh, you see, like Oh man Because I mean There's a lot of good ones So it, it, it is Feel good And so you like See oh that's cool That's cool That's gonna bring people in But you gotta take Both of them man You gotta yeah. take all the shit That's it go- Well
0: that's the famous thing They say at the Edinburgh Festival If you
2: accept the fives Yeah you've got to accept You gotta the ones. take the other shit do you so know what I mean? just, so, yeah it, You just gotta Know that it is You just got You still gotta do the shows So and just try to do good shows And is there What uh, what bit of material that you've got Or that you've ever written What's the thing you're most proud of Would you
0: say The most what, What's the thing that you really went I nailed that That was <laughs> it like not, I don't mean a gig But like a, a concept A bit? joke or a bit
2: Yeah. I mean some of my bits are Some of my favorite bits Are just stupid bits that I mean there's some that I, I feel like Were worked on and well written And really fine tuned But there's some Like my new kind of favorite bit that I do is done. It's just yeah, I went to Norway for a few days. Norway more like boring way. (laughs) <laughs> and I think I'm like that's a great bit. That's for so me. I'm like that's funny, right? I didn't say way. <laughs> I said boring way instead of Broadway. I enjoy yeah, that bit. That's so deliberately much. missing the bit. That's beautiful. <laughs> so that that's one that I is some that I enjoy telling. Even if they might not crush in the crowd, they'll get a decent like fun. But it's it, I don't I don't anchor anything on sure. them. I kind of just do a quick thing and, and keep it moving. But uh, I like having silly. Yeah. Bits that in different, like you want to. I, I like to have fun with different structures too. Yeah, it's not, you're lighter. changing
0: it up constantly, aren't <laughs> yeah. you? Yeah, in, in in the terms of your style, there's like yeah. a longer story about something true, and then yeah. something a bit daft and yeah, and, and yeah, a just so, yeah, bit.
2: yeah, story and then a quick bit and story yeah. and so series. Yeah, just like try to mix it up. Sure, so, yeah.
0: sure. And um, we've got a small amount of time left. If there are any questions, uh, feel free. If you ask them through me for the sake of the recording, I'll. Yeah, uh, I mean, you can look at him. You know, what I mean? <laughs> uh, so we're, yeah. we're talking here about uh, new material and where you place it in your set and different events. You know, different gigs that you might try it. To... Yeah, I know he, you heard. All he that. said, just... uh,
2: "Yeah, no, he said, do you try like a twenty-minute block? That would be crazy. To say, <laughs> a twenty-minute block of new material—that would be rough." Uh, no, I try to place them in uh, in the set. Now, I tr- I've tried new material here in my in my regular shows, so I'll try to figure out a place. If they fit in With a a certain chunk Of uh, Of of, of other material Like I talk about death So The penguin thing So I was trying to find A good place for the penguin bit (laughs) Cause I'm like It gotta work somewhere So I was like Okay I'll talk about The penguin meat Maybe I'll put that After talking about death Like I wanna have penguin meat Before I die Or sometimes i put The penguin meat thing Where I'm just talking about going to restaurants and am like oh I was going to restaurants I ordered this and I went to another restaurant and this happened and also I want to go to a restaurant and get penguin meat like try to just figure out different places where bits work if they they have the same sort of similar subject matter so it's just not a non sequitur Bit by itself uh, and also is couched in. So if it doesn't work, it's on, it has a, a bit that works on each side of it so the audience doesn't know that the show is sinking.
0: Slip it <laughs> slip it between two good bits. <laughs> it's always good advice. Always good advice for new
2: stuff.
0: Which, which uh, American X would you recommend this, this year uh, or come to see?
2: Kumel Nanjiani is at uh, the Assembly Roxy at 8. Uh, he's very funny. We started out together in Chicago, actually. Uh, Eddie Peppertone mm-hmm. is here. He's and, playing, and he's also on the show tomorrow. Uh, Eddie Peppertone is coming by tomorrow. Just yeah.
0: plug
1: that.
2: Yeah, Eddie, <laughs> Eddie Pepitone is very funny he's guy. He's incredible. Uh, he's on at uh, Just the Tonic eleven ish. Um, Rick Shapiro is very. Rick Shapiro is hilarious. He's at uh, Assembly I'm not sure if it's Assembly Rooms Or the Assembly That's very confusing Yeah it is (laughs) Yeah (laughs) it is It's it's a big issue This year Yeah Uh, But yeah Those guys guys uh, Kurt uh, Kurt Bronola And Kristen Shaw Mm -hmm. Very great But it's a lot of I mean I could go on and on About people in Uh America that should come over it's I mean, cuz it's a it's a tough sale to be like hey come over here for a month. Yeah, yeah, sure. A <laughs> person with a family. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so uh, so finally then where uh, where next? What do you see? What's your plan? I mean obviously you're going to keep gigging and yeah. keep doing stuff. You said you might not come back to Edinburgh next year,
2: but yeah. but it's it's you know it's in your consciousness now in somewhere where you have a <laughs> it's just now just working and just trying to get better and make the the set the best I can so just trying to work harder because I I just want to work harder on stand up you're focusing on stand-up As opposed to writing for other shows Yeah, I'm not it... going to write for other shows I write for this show The Eric Andre Show It's a show on uh, Adult Swim okay. I don't know if it comes on here So you can torrent it I won't be mad Yeah, <laughs> yeah I
0: was going to say That's, that's available fun. to <laughs> illegally download
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Illegally download it Share it I, I would like it if it became popular over here So yeah, I don't care uh, So yeah, it's a weird show It's a talk show I'm the co-host okay. on it And I also write my own project for for Fox okay. uh, So yeah, I'm just Doing stand-up and Is that a
0: stand-up project or a
2: It's a, a sitcom Okay Yeah It doesn't have a uh, It doesn't I, I don't, It doesn't have a Plot yet Okay Well it has a plot But I wouldn't want to Ruin it yet But yeah hope Just working on those projects Doing some Voice over work too And uh, for some cartoons And Just what working What cartoons man. you do? It's just one China, Illinois Which is also On Adult Swim uh-huh. Okay illegally downloaded I guess yeah. <laughs> look out for that <laughs> that'll be on uh, the next season of that and uh, yeah so just constantly trying to work man and uh, and uh, yeah have fun thank you very much ladies and
0: gentlemen give it up for Mr. Hannibal Burris thanks y'all <clears throat> so thank you very much for listening thank you to Hannibal I I thought that was a great interview I'm very very pleased with how that went and uh, I hope you get the chance to see Hannibal soon I I don't know when he's next coming over to the UK but if he does you've got to go and see him seek out his stuff on YouTube there's a, a documentary about him up there already on Vimeo I think and there's um there's another weirdly he was actually shooting a documentary while he was in the room for that episode so uh, hopefully that will be around at some point as well and you can maybe see Hannibal's Edinburgh Fringe experience uh, in a more uh, whole kind of a way thanks to BBC Worldwide as ever thanks to Graham Crockford uh, Tom Wateracre Pete Jones Toby Rose Le Petit Torras coming up next week it is Eddie Peppertone and I'm also doing some very exciting live interviews over the next couple of weeks so uh, look out for them I'll speak to you next week cheerio